A semifinal in the Big Ten tourney, a seven seed in the Big Dance, and while we're happy to put the nail in the coffin of Mike K's career, isn't being the committee's storyline a little tired? You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the human bland, Kevin Greck. That's right. That's me. I, that's my whole identity, to be as bland as bland possible. Bland guy. To be, to be as bland as possible. Makes mayonnaise look spicy. <laughs> Let me just hit, hit my bud light here, and then we'll be ready to talk basketball and that other voice is noted big 10 referee apologist alex plum plum were you soccer yeah were you soccer's tv teddy i was i was loathed loathed by all nothing but animus from every coach and obsessed with my figure on the television screens yeah you probably got some btn plus uh b regular btn in my prime my friend Regular BTN. Regular. Full octane BTN, maybe. BTN. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, It is tournament time, so we appreciate you joining us. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and the Instagram, at Spartners who are pod. Greg, what's the breakdown of the show this week? Well, football usually leads, but there's stuff going on in basketball, baby. We're talking about that first. That goes up front. Uh, because this team won games and then also we're just, you know, the thing the committee wants, committee wants some headlines. So they're just like, give Michigan State a team against one of its old players, a game against one of its old players. Give them another matchup with Duke for the 8,000th time. So (laughs) we'll talk about that first. Um, then we'll talk about, we'll we'll still talk about the football, there's stuff going on there. Uh, we'll do an ad read. Because this is a sponsored podcast now. Thank you very much. Once more. Uh, Then we'll go off Grand River. We'll talk about some other stuff happening with the tournament uh, and other teams around the country. And then, as always, we'll take your Twitter questions about Pokemon. That's right. And thankfully, we can say bye-bye, Anchor, and we don't ever have to talk about that again. (laughs) I can't believe they wouldn't let us replace the ad read. (laughs) <laughs> it was the people had to thing. suffer through a minute long it, ad read forever it was permanent and whenever we tried to to change it dear listener it made the just like a, a minute and a half i think of blank airtime just not not a good but these are scary. live reads this week and we're yeah. very excited about it Ooh. so all right let's head behind the green wall gentlemen and start with basketball and before we get to hoops for the week And it was a good week of hoops. Uh, We do have to acknowledge something that I don't think any of us thought was going to happen. Yes. Uh, Gabe Brown uh, nominated to all Big Ten uh, third team. Uh, Max Christie, all freshman team. I think that maybe wasn't totally surprising. And Malik Mm -hmm. Hall gets an honorable mention for all Big Ten as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that there's much to comment on other than I don't think we saw this happening. No. Uh, I expected, in fact, I think we called it out last week on the podcast that none of the guys on the team were going to be yeah. on the Big Ten. I had Actually, I think I said first or second team. Um, oh, but okay. still, unexpected, truly. And of the guys that it's Gabe, I mean, 
voters, what do you think about Gabe's game this week? It was coaches. Coaches, coaches too. And uh, I, it goes to show they probably see something that we don't in terms of this, the full you know, picture of how hard he hustles and his commitment. And I mean, Izzo loves the kid. I don't know who else it would have been. I mean, no one has been consistently good this season in a way that would probably justify it. I'd love to see Malik Hall's name on an honorable mention. I mean, that's who I would have probably Yeah, I mean, he's chosen. worked just as hard as anybody else, and he's certainly has the most points off the bench from anyone else. So he's uh, good for him. Max Christie, though, I guess the Big Ten just doesn't have any freshmen um, playing. But if the one criteria is minutes played, then he absolutely earned his place. Among those five. I mean, he did. If they went back and looked at who won Big Ten Freshman of the Week, he got it, what, five times? Yeah. Uh, but oh, he kind of forgot right. to get it over the last month and a half. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he was like five out of the first seven and then yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's uh, we, we could start with Max Christie if you want. Uh, we'll talk about the Maryland game first. And um, I just have a. Jesus effing Christ, uh, as my note from the Maryland game, uh, in what was otherwise, I mean, like it, it was a W, but a colossal meltdown with three minutes left to play. Correct. When Jade Nakins hits that three point shot to go up 12, what was your percentage likelihood that we were going to win this game? Was it 96, yeah. 97, <laughs> but it truly plummeted in the seconds after that. Uh, it was amazing just how fast. Oh my God. And I think in some ways we did this to be able to demonstrate to other teams that it is possible to blow 17, 18, even 19 point leads, but still not lose the game. And you know, think- other teams could benefit from knowing that. We should probably explicitly remind the listenership of what happened at the end of that game, because yeah. I bet so many of the fans just compartmentalized that and buried it deep, deep down. So let's let's go through the game and, and a little bit, and then and then maybe we'll hit the we'll talk about the back half. So Michigan State pulls away in uh, a Thursday game for the Big Ten tournament, seventy six seventy two against Maryland. Um, I think I think maybe at halftime, Greg, I said to you, I'm just not particularly worried about the game. Yeah, like at, at times it gotten a little bit. Close, you know, not terribly, but a little, like Maryland had flirted and it was like, I, I don't know, just wasn't really worried about it. Um, and, you know, you, there were reasons to be happy. Uh, Max Christie, 16 points, mm-hmm. six rebounds, a steal, two assists, um, went three for three behind the arc. Like, you know, you, you see Max Christie cooking. Why would you be worried? Right. Like yeah. Gabe Brown. 13 points, six rebounds. Like we were boarding better. You know, there was, there were reasons to be encouraged. And critically, the team was engaged. Like Malik Hall got into it with Max Christie over a missed defensive assignment. After a three. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't matter that he just hit that three. Malik Hall got after him because he had just given up a three. So it's like a, like, you know, net zero type of situation. But, um, I thought that in that game, MSU clearly had the momentum, clearly had the advantage, and clearly intended to win. And I didn't expect that going in. Uh, and then, you know, the last three minutes of the game happened. But Right. So for those who might have missed it, um, it was Michigan State's inability to inbound the ball yeah, right. uh, against pressure, full court pressure from Maryland. Um, 
that resulted in, I, you know, I, Tyson Walker ended up being attributed with four turnovers. I, I don't know how many of those were actually technically on him because like one was a garbage pass that like he had to jump two. really high for and it tipped off of him. Another mm-hmm. one was you could put on him like, Hey bro, don't run to the corner at a bad angle. But like also inbounder, don't throw it to Tyson Walker when at best he's going to be trapped in the corner. Right. Um, so it, it was just, it was bad. It was bad from Joey Hauser. Like at my comment after the game was that I had forgotten that Joey Hauser existed. And that was the place that you want to be as Joey Hauser. Yeah. And when I'm reminded that you exist, Joey Hauser, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, um, um, but again, we talk about this. Not every point, not every field goal is created equal. And that three that he hit, uh, sure, mid midway through the first half, was a critical, um, critical. You know, it was his three points, indeed. Mm-hmm. In fact, his, his three. only three points of the game. I, I really, when we're talking about these inbounds, I think that my favorite um, failure to get the ball across the halfway, the midpoint of the court, from our inbounding failure there in the full court press was when the ball got thrown to our um, human uh, clown on stilts, uh, Marcus Bingham. If you've ever seen a man on stilts fall down, though, that's what watching Marcus Bingham try to get the ball, like, as it's slipping through yeah, his when, hands. So when he hit three dribbles, I'm like, oh, God, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it was uh, magical. So, you know, the the problem was, and this was called out on the broadcast, and, and Izzo acknowledged as much in, in, in the postgame, was that the team was – way too close to the baseline yeah. when they were trying to catch the ball. Completely. I, I do have to say though, I, I have a little sort of pet peeve with Tom Izzo uh, that I, we love Tom Izzo because he's really great at acknowledging when he screwed something up. Sure. But in the next breath in a press conference, we'll say, we've got to get rid of the, my bads. Like he hates the phrase, my bad, it, which is literally what you just what did, you just Tom. said. <laughs> like, yes and no. I mean, I, no, I, it, it's, no, no, no. My bad is not necessarily accountability. My bad could be a trite. Like, yeah, yeah, my bad. We got it next time. Like, there's, he may not be, he may be talking to the players. Like, oh yeah, my bad, man. I'll, I'll clean that up. Like, will you clean that up? We gave you 19 chances to inbound the ball, inbound the ball that, that half and you failed all of them. So. Well, but also Tom, that was 19 chances for you to tell the guys start what at half did. court instead of all the way up there. Like, yeah. so I, it, it was, it was definitely a player failure. It was, it, you can't, it, it's an undeniable coaching failure that happened. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much Michigan state practices a full, full court press. They don't see it very often. We've seen them deal with it some this season and it was not that bad. Um, but yeah, so narrow escape to move on to a uh, a Friday game against Wisconsin. Unless anyone else wants to say something about that, uh, no, we drink scotch after that game. We, I think that's worth mentioning. We went out of our way to drink scotch. It wasn't the plan. It had to happen after that game. It was the worst win that we have ever seen, and you could see it on the sideline during the handshake line. No one got punched, but it looked like all of them had been in the crotch after a win. Yeah. Uh, so uh, other places, uh, you know, escaping, punching also in a W at Wisconsin, uh, over Wisconsin. Uh, 
Um, not everyone can say that. 69 to 63. Hate. Loved, loved to be part of the ending of Brad Davison's Big Ten journey. That was a real joy-filled moment for your show. And uh, finalizing his record against MSU, which I believe RCMB Andy H, uh, the legend, called out. He's what, like 2-10? and 3-10? 3-10. Ten, three and ten. Three and ten. I think he was technically suspended for one of those games, if memory serves. So not a good record, Mr. Uh, Brad Davidson. Two and yeah, I couldn't have happened to a better guy. I think we have some some listeners who are a bit actually Brad Davison defenders, uh, which is alarming to me. Some folks that I respect, uh, at least it, respect in their Twitter profile or presence, but you know you've got to really question some judgment. Um, I mean, if you have the empathy of putting yourself in the other team's shoes, he would be that guy. It's like I would hate it if he was on another team, but I love having him on mine. Except for that really unpleasant exchange he had with the assistant coach, who was just like, "Well, Krabenhoff, it was Krabenhoff." Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's because you know he's on the sideline at a basketball game. He's he's he gets flashbacks now when (laughs) when men start yelling in his face. He was just saying, "I want to go sing varsity." Uh, The, uh, but um. Last note on Brad. It, it it was interesting watching the post game handshakes. There seemed to be a lot of actual respect and admiration between. Davidson. Yeah, it, like it wasn't just from Tom, which no, you know Tom would team. be like. Yeah, team. which was. But I think, but I, and it, it may be that this year he certainly was the least bad of all of his years, all 12 or yes, 13 years that's that he played in the Big Ten. This was, he was the least bad this year because he really was the leader the team needed. And that uh, the thing I'll give him credit for, and this is hard to even say out loud, he was the one who was consistently trying to rile his team up, getting the guys yeah. out of the stands, you know, slapping the floor effectively, right? And and that I appreciated saying. I, in fact, I was kind of like, where the fuck are we? Like, mm-hmm. anybody? So I appreciated that. And I also appreciated that it wasn't enough. Right, maybe that's why I appreciated it so much. Um, so my first note on this game was that this was a Joey Hauser redemption arc. Um, Joey nine points, big points yeah, in yeah. nineteen minutes. Yeah. Only four boards, which actually for Joey is kind of low. Um, but he just he seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Um, the defense four picked up four fouls, posting up in the pan. Yeah. He did what needed to be done. And this was a huge defensive performance for our team. Yeah. And not credited with any assists, but the passes that came from Joey seemed to be really crisp, which I mean, at times this team is, uh, it it seems like we have some shooters on this team that they are very dependent on where the pass is delivered to them. Mm -hmm. And so this team is actually quite terrible at passing sometimes. Um, But Joey had a, had a great game. Uh, Marcus Bingham, though, huge game. 22 minutes, uh, which I believe is his career high in minutes. Um, 19 points, one steal, three blocks, and 11 rebounds. Uh, I mean, an incredible game from Marcus Bingham. Yeah. And also uh, a very good game from AJ Hogard, especially late when things looked a little shaky. That dude took it straight into the paint and made things happen. So uh, we would see more of that in the Purdue game. But yeah, I I think I want to before we're going to talk, obviously, about the tournament. But I I do think after we talk about the games, I 
I want to talk a little bit about AJ because he's had quite the story, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, other, you know, standouts. And Tyson Walker <laughs> at the end of that game as well. Yeah. I mean, so actually, this even was... relating back to Maryland, uh, Max Christie and Tyson Walker hit free throws when it mattered. Yeah. Um, they were clutch down the stretch. And, um, you know, Plum, that's... I, if we had if we had lost the Wisconsin game because Tyson had missed two free throws toward, down the stretch and then ace, then iced the the rest of them, but like I was I was pretty sure that we were going to find out that like your dog had eaten something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very sick. Yep. Yeah, and very, it was very sick. Uh, no, Yali was no longer in, with us. Luckily, I was not in Michigan, so I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't actually. I could have kicked my friend's dog, but that wouldn't have gone over as well. Is in the privacy, the privacy of my own home. I, I'll, I just have to say, and I, you know, they, the, the defensive performance in this game was really something to watch. I have never seen, yeah. at least if I have, I can't remember. Oh. It, Michigan State play this strongly on defense, and they were giving everything they had. Izzo mentioned it at halftime, said it again at the end of the game. I'm convinced this is one of the main reasons why we didn't play as well against Purdue. And our shooting was so off. I think they were physically and mentally exhausted after playing the best defense of their lives. Mm. Well, yeah. So uh, Wisconsin ends the game thirty six point seven percent from the field, a twenty nine point two percent from behind the three uh, the three point stripe. Um, though, gentlemen, I do think it was a bit of um, an omen, if you will, of things to come because MSU ended the Wisconsin game 9.1% from behind the three point line. And <laughs> lo and behold, yeah. the inability to shoot the ball came back to bite us. One is all you need though. <laughs> One is literally is all you need. Uh, One for 11 on threes still won the game. One is all you need. Uh, but yes, other than Brad Davison uh, fouling out to end his career in the big 10, anything else we want to, we want to say about the Wisconsin game. It took me a while to realize my thoughts on Brad Davidson's fiance uh, in the stands. Um, yeah, I, I was not clear to me whether that was his like dad's new wife or something. I was very confused. It's uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know she was 40. I didn't know if, you know, she was lost. All I know for sure. And it took me a while to realize this is she texts people a lot of minion memes. She's oh. got that minion meme using look about her. Got you. So, got you. Yeah. There are uh, so many. Who in your life is that person? I don't oh. know anyone like that. There's someone in your life who is like that. I've gone to great lengths to make sure there's no one in my life that makes frequent use of minion memes. Uh, that that feels like a reference to the fan cam situation, and I just have to call out. There was a group, a cohort that seemed to be on the fan cam quite a bit. Yes. Yes. There's prettier people. (laughs) Yeah, there were. Are are you talking about the electrical dude with his ass hanging out at the end of the game behind over his own shoulder? Are you talking about that? Or this was just like a very Indiana crowd and general aesthetic in Mm -hmm. the, uh, in the arena, which is no longer bankers life field house. I've learned. I don't know what it is now, but it's not it anymore. So I've got to, switch that in my brain um 
Should we talk about Purdue? We should talk about how Plum just took the time to text me a minion meme. <laughs> over. Yuck. I just stepped in a big pile of Monday <laughs> minion meme. <laughs> you can look forward to this week, my friend. Look forward to this. So many minion memes. Week. Uh Purdue, uh, Michigan State loses 70 to 75. And um, historically, when Gabe Brown scores in double digits, we do not lose. But uh, that was the case against Purdue. Uh, Gabe tops the whole team 16 points. Um, But I think the real story is that at the beginning of the game, Tyson Walker goes out with an ankle sprain. And then 20 seconds later, we hit an oh fuck moment uh because aj yep. hogard also goes down with an ankle sprain lo and behold aj hogard like a stud plays 34 minutes yeah apparently he should have one of these incidents uh during the first two minutes listen, of every game listen streets of philly, oh i lied streets oh. of philly and yeah when i when he tom said that i'm a, like he's not from philly it's actually. irrelevant if tom says it it becomes true and you know, He's from Coatesville, like I think. I like to think that it was also a dig at Tyson Walker. You know, like, well, you know, straight to Philly, this kid's tough as nails. He could pull himself up by his bootstraps, but not you, Tyson. Not you. Yeah, he's, I think AJ's from Coatesville, which is like. It is, yes. An, right. an ex-burb on an ex-burb. Yeah. <laughs> no. At any rate, 17 points. He had the most points of anyone in that game, and it was great. And I, I think. Well, a couple of things stand out. I think if Tyson uh, Jay Nivey had twenty two. No, I'm sorry, of, of our team. Sorry. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, Jay Nivey is a stud. We don't need to. He's going to the league. Nivey. It's great for him. AJ Hogard is never going to go to the league. So these things are apples and oranges a little bit. Um. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it won't happen, but that's fine. Listen, I would love him to prove me wrong, but if he could give us a consistent performance, maybe he will. I think if Tyson Walker had played in this game, had been healthy enough to play and given us just a few points. Um, I think this is a game we could have won if we'd been able to kind of run our, our process a little bit better. Um, yeah. I, I think again, I think they were exhausted and I'm going to just say this after, especially after watching the, the, the championship match today, whoever is in charge of the floor, the court, as it were in Indianapolis, that person should be tried on sedition or some other um, crimes. Execution. We get a real Maui Jim Maui situation. Real problem. Real, real, just piles of wet on the floor. No one was safe. Uh, I think I saw the referee slip at one point. So because Plum watches the referees, that's the real game within a game for Plum. Listen, when Courtney Green is refereeing, that's not on me. Okay, <laughs> anyone is watching the game for him at that point. <laughs> Um, I, so it is disappointing to lose, right? But Greg, it's disappointing it, to lose, but I, I can't get upset about this. That was kind of my takeaway from this game was like, they, they played hard three games in a row, 50 points in the second half. And it just didn't work out. They just, just ran out of gas. I, I think you can make an, an argument that if Tyson Walker plays this whole game, things might've been a little bit different though. Maybe AJ Hogard doesn't play 34 minutes and he doesn't go into beast mode the way that he was if yeah. Tyson Walker isn't there. You know, that was sort of a burn the boat situation for him. And he answered. Um, he answered. So Yeah, we didn't mention, I don't think I don't think anyone called out AJ Hogard, in addition to his 17 points, 
had 10 assists. Yeah, and, and no, no turnovers, I believe. And no turnovers. I mean, uh, I don't... I, this The number... I think it's Denzel, Mateen Cleaves twice, and I think there's one other person that I'm forgetting. Oh, Cassius. Are the, are the point guards... Or, sorry, are the people at Michigan State who have had 10-plus uh, assists in a Big Ten tournament? That's the list. Pretty good. Pretty good list. Uh, the thing with this game that people are going to want us to talk about is the free throw discrepancy. Where did you guys land on that? I, I, I had a hard time watching this game and saying that we were doing something that was wildly different than what Purdue was doing. The, for listeners that don't have the box screen, the box score in front of them, Purdue attempted 25 free throws. MSU attempted six. So there was some stuff down low happening that like, I just, I didn't think it got called both ways. I mean, it it wasn't like there was one, one particular moment in the game that I Mm -hmm. can point to where it was like, they, they butchered that. It was like, I mean, we got called for some bullshit and it didn't get called the other way. And that's, yeah, I think that's a little selective, and I'll tell you why. I'm willing to jump on the hype train against the Big Ten referees. This season, they have hit, been bad exceptionally and, and generally without fail. Lamont Simpson and DJ Karstensen, two of the three referees in that game, are among the best. Maybe the best. If you if you got Courtney Green on the game, that is in you can't mess that game up. They could give te- they could eject Izzo on technical, and I'd stand so- by the decisions. Plum, you mean to tell me that Purdue, who is not ranked I'm, I'm not among the it. among the worst at defense in the country, yeah, only got us six foul shots? No, I think that, I, no, I think I, that that is a wildly wild disparity. That that, that you know that they're being talked about. That there was a reason why none of them were working the final. I think mostly because if you get the semi, you don't get the final. But I think that I think that 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 absolutely is going to cost them. In, in points and in some evaluation at the end of the season, because that's not right. Um, at the same time, you know, and, and we'd have to go back and look and see how often, which referee was in which position, but the, the basket. Let's review the tape control. on that. Let's make, let's prioritize we should, that. that. Maybe it'll be a podcast. Maybe we'll release that this week. I, anyway. It's a niche market that we would so have all to ourselves. <laughs> I'm saying Kelly Pfeiffer is a terrible, terrible referee and a worse human if, if judged by the way he But a better dresser. Yeah, by sartorial decisions alone. Um, I'm just saying Lamont Simpson and DJ Carstensen is a likes, both of them. They do a very good job generally for us. So, you know. Yeah, but they could they could have they could have messed up. They, they could have had a bad game. They could have messed up. They could they could have messed up. And they probably called more against us than they should have. Um, but we also have a terrible habit of making very stupid decisions in the paint because we don't guard well in the paint. And we also don't penetrate the lane like other teams do to us. So the opportunities for those fouls to exist simply aren't there as much. I mean, Hogard was penetrating the lane like every single possession for five and minutes. And seemed to be oh, falling on his ass an awful end. lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, Plum, in fairness, if it was 12 to 25, that would still be a massive disparity. And that is the difference potentially between winning and losing this game. Well, but part of those is because of the fouls at the end of the game that we created. I mean, you can't neglect the bonus situation. And that drives some of this. But if you take sure. the bonus situation out and you make those comparisons, I think you see that number probably radically shrinks. So there's like seven or eight. So then it's only three times as many free throws attempted Look, for Purdue. Well, 
Cops apologize for cops. Refs apologize for yeah. other refs. True. All right, pig. All right. Anything else on these games? Uh, just overall feelings that are different now about this team relative to when you know the regular season ended. I know I feel differently about this. Team. We, you you had asked for consistency. You'd asked for consistency, and, and you got it. Despite, despite the 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 clusterfuck at the end of the Maryland game. You saw three games in a row of high energy, high effort, and hustle. And I have not seen that. I have a renewed faith in this team that I haven't felt since the season started. <laughs> yeah, like week two, basically after, after the uh, the Bahamas tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I I do. Uh, I'm concerned about Tyson Walker being out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is a a big thing, but can we, can we talk about AJ for a second? Yeah. Because AJ last year got thrown into a God awful position. You don't want a freshman running your point here at Michigan state, generally speaking, but we had no point guard. And so AJ was there. And at times I thought we saw flashes of AJ, uh, which has actually panned out quite well this year, it being able to run the fast break well, that he pushed the ball, right? Yeah. We we saw him maybe make bad, pa- you know, inaccurate passes, but they weren't bad selection. He just didn't make the pass well. Okay, that's fine. Um, that was last year, right? Um, not great in the half court, had some stuff, you know, had some sort of physical limitations. I, it seems to me that this year we have seen a, and Tom Izzo wouldn't go so far as to to applaud him, but we've seen AJ up his defensive game in a big way. I mean, I know Jaden Ivey ended up with 22, but the last time we played Purdue, he was able to check Jaden Ivey pretty effectively, actually very effectively. We've seen him clamp down on the turnovers. Like, I mean, that was an issue, and we stopped talking about it out of AJ Hogard. Mm-hmm. That ended. Uh, we see him get in the face of other people. like. AJ Hogarth is a jump shot away, truly developing a jump shot away from maybe being a historically great point guard at Michigan State. He was a guy that they expected to transfer or at least talk about it when they accepted Tyson Walker. And he looked the program in the face and said, bring it. Let's do this. You you have to respect that mentality in a big way. I I don't know I, like the the more I've seen AJ Hogard play this year the more that I'm fairly comfortable with the future of the program. I like this we spent so much time it's weird how this worked out but we spent so much time talking about how we had zero point guards when we had two when they were playing separately and then right. once they started playing together at the same time this team really started to click a little bit more. And I think in the, well, do, the, do you, the future sorry, of this team, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think that was an acknowledgement that, yeah, they both can play the point. Right. But like when they're both on the floor, AJ Hogarth is the point guard. Yes. And yes. so it became somebody's team in a way that, now, that it had not before in the season. It was nobody's team. Right. Now, if only... Tyson Walker could become the shooting guard that we need put that 50% 
free uh three point percentage yeah. to use. Yes. Uh that would be fantastic. Hogard is 168 assists to 76 turnovers on the season right now. It's a little bit better all than, time great ratio, but a, a little bit better than two to one. What is this in standard of this? Three to one you want for your for a for a high quality point guard? At least, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you maybe shave a little bit of that for a team that theoretically tries to press as much as we do. But like, I'll also say the turnovers that were happening early in the year weren't because we were pressing. It was just stupid. Well, and that's you, and that's why when you pointed out earlier, like last season, his issues weren't you know a lot of his issues were just poor execution. And I think we're still seeing that to an extent. He still gets himself hurried, um, and maybe that sophomore angst or maybe he thinks he can do more than he really physically can um it may be that there's just holes that he's trying to take advantage of or he's not confident in the ability of his team to step into some of the gaps because we've seen when this team gets unconfident they are bad i mean bad 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 there is a a uh, virile i don't toxicity what do you call it it's a, the gay brown joey hauser sad in the forlorn face like <laughs> i can't do it and it's affects everybody so maybe you have to take these wild chances um, to do things, but um, you're right. I think there's something around um, what AJ offers in terms of leadership that we desperately are going to need, especially with the seniors that we're losing. Uh, I hope that we're losing, and uh, and this this the tournament could be a real big opportunity for him to step up. And now, especially if Walker is hurt more than we know about, um, yeah. I, I was trying to find uh, and was not able to what his assist to turnover ratio has been since January, but I would venture to say that it is. It's got to be higher. Yeah, it's got to be like, a better ratio. Is what I'm a saying. A lot better than than that. I, I just, I he is. You know the the thing that Purdue did to him, and Maryland actually did it as well. Like it was insane the number of people who were uh, not going under on screens on AJ Hogard. Um. Because, you know, he he unfortunately has to heave some shots up at the end of shot clock that, like, we would not prefer him to take. Sure. But if A.J. Hogard can develop a jump shot, I, I, I promise more than anything, that is all I want him to do this offseason. That is my one wish list for him. In the same way that it's like, Julius Marble, if you could work on your defense and, like, maybe just take one step back. One step back time. on those long twos. <laughs> Like, I mean, because, you know, Julius Marble, I think, ended up missing a fair amount of shots in the Purdue game. Uh, where is he? Two for five. And But there were shots that, to the point about being tired, that we've seen he's been automatic from. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it got weird that Julius Marble was a bucket. Like, <laughs> just guaranteed bucket. And so, I I don't know. There, I am... More optimistic, I think, about this team, and, and I'm sure the last three games have something to do with it, but I, I'm not looking at any of the dudes who are likely leaving. I'm looking at who's coming back and yeah. seeing that they grew this year. We saw growth within the year, and you you have reason to hope that you would see growth out of season as well. 49 so. to 108. His ratio was 108 to 49, so it was about the same for about since the same. January. Well, I, I wish you hadn't ruined everything with numbers there, Plum. Yeah. We had a really well, look at February thing, now, Plum. <laughs> um, Jonesy, you said you were optimistic about growth, and I'm optimistic about growth with our new sponsor. Do you want to introduce the people? Yeah, uh, it's not 
should we we take this opportunity to acknowledge sponsors uh, of of our past? You know, we had the anchor sponsorship, we had the Brandon Sands sponsorship, we had uh, we had Fraser's Pres- Pub, but what now? Homemade. Preserved homemade. We had the preserved homemade sponsorship. Uh, yes, and this uh, but this H sponsor. I don't know why H. we plugged a whole bunch of other things uh <laughs> before plugging some of that. We're we're really sincerely excited to partner with uh so this is clata i got it yeah yeah clata coffee roasters uh they are two msu graduates both irish i don't know why that's in the ad copy because it's it's an irish word so you gotta not appropriating things and how how fortuitous is that this week of all weeks we are starting with clata coffee roasters uh they produce small batch specialty coffees from around the world in Lansing. They're Lansing based anyway. Uh, they offer 10 gourmet options like a bold African blend, a complex Central American blend. And for non-coffee drinkers, I got to get some of this. It's the Clada Coffee Roasters Brewing Cocoa, uh, which we're told tastes like brownie in a mug, but without the caffeine of coffee. Now, I've had this. Oh, it- it's pretty good. It's pretty sour. All right. All right. All We've right. had some some clot of coffee already in the house here, and I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm all right. I, I mean, I'm still waiting for my free bag, but the next time over at the Grooch household, I'm going to be getting that clot of coffee. Oh, for sure. We'll bring you uh, up. But most exciting about this plug, listeners, if you still haven't skipped forward, uh, is that we have actually a promo code. First time promo code. So if you go to Drink Clada Coffee, that's C-L-A-D-D-A-G-H, enter C-R-C-W-10, that's the numbers one zero, uh, for a 10% off your purchase, try Clada Coffee the way coffee was meant to be. And yeah, again, reiteration, uh, brand new coffee roaster in Lansing, very exciting. MSU grads. C- MSU grads, C-R-C-W-10, one zero at uh drinkcladacoffee.com and it's yes. it's fantastic it's really good oh this so get in this there. is this is a great this get is in great. there we have now, a, let's uh let's talk football real quick code I, we gotta move, talk about moving up in the world with a promo yeah code. dude you hear that dad a promo code you said this was just a a <laughs> silly thing that i was doing with my idiot friends you well, don't know go to go to drinkcladacoffee.com and put in CRCW10 and get 10% off your disappointment in your son, Dad. This is not the ad read they signed up for. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Selection Sunday a little bit. Uh, we've got football to still talk about, so we need to get moving. Uh, well, let's just do this really quick. Let's just talk about football really quick. And then we'll talk about Selection Sunday off grid. Yes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So, uh, spring football. Spring game is uh, middle of April. I think it's the 15th. Something like that. Yeah. We'll talk about that as it gets closer. Uh, other big news. We've talked about Brandon Jordan, new pass rush specialist, on-field coach, and his uh, his social media pres- presence, and the dividends as a personal coach to NFL stars that that will pay. And just uh, the innovation of this entire approach to being an assistant coach in, in college football. Which is something uh, that other other podcasts that pretend to follow MSU don't care to discuss. Don't care to discuss. Uh, no one talks about Brandon Jordan. Uh, but it's worth mentioning that he is hosting a nose tackle retreat 
at Michigan State where 47 NFL players will be on campus. I just, I can't help but think this stuff really matters. For sure, dude. For sure. Because it's not just Shalit Calhoun showing up. No. Like, this is a bunch of dudes. This isn't alumni connections. This is a lot of guys. And by the by, we are in visit season right now. Yeah. So uh, I would not be surprised to find out that a bunch of guys that they really are coveting on the defensive line are just rolling through that day. Oh, what, a, what a coincidence. Is this oh. relationships? Is this relationships? I mean, is this Brandon Jordan really leveraging his knowledge of the league, his intimate experience? I mean, this is under the D'Antonio era. This was not happening. Am I right? No, no, no but I don't fact, I don't know that anybody's doing this. Huh. Yeah. Like, I don't know that anyone's hiring like a personal trainer to NFL team slash, you know, defensive linemen and are like, yeah, we'll let you have interaction with our because LSU is like, yeah, 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 we're not going to let you be an on-field coach. Yeah, we'll hire you, and it's like you had to be, bro. you had to be like an analyst. You had to be one of the, I don't remember what the technical term is, but not a actual like technical coach. Yeah. So I mean, you know, which I think actually the, makes the Marco Coleman sm- uh, hire so much smarter because you've got like a legit defensive line coach out of that. But um, but anyway, this it. 47 pro players on campus. That That's the takeaway, I, I think, here, is that this is the thing that we were talking about happening is happening in a... I never imagined the scope of it being that large, though. Um, and I think last and probably most exciting uh, is we got a new commit. Brian Green, Washington State University, center slash interior lineman, uh, commits to MSU. Uh, this is a, a guy who, well, first of all, graded way up as a transfer over what his his uh, sort of high school recruiting rank yeah, his was. Initial recruiting profile, but uh, you know, twenty twenty uh, Pac twelve honorable mention uh, in terms of uh, of his skill. He missed a handful of games in twenty twenty one, which you know probably explains some of the regression. Um, but a really sought off sought after transfer that. Um, you know, to actually to pull back on something that, you know, when we had John Kirby on and, and he was talking about their notion of the buy year, a transfer like this probably buys Gino Vandemark another year, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a, we don't need to have a redshirt freshman start on offensive line right. now um, and adds competition at the center position, which what is it? Nick Samak who's at center? Bro. Uh, like, I, we thought we were kind of over this, but at the end of the season, there was such a rotating cast of of guys playing into one one position or another. Like I don't know where things are going to end up, but uh, very exciting, a huge position of need, and definitely kind of takes the pressure off young guys having to mature quickly and play into roles yeah. where they wouldn't necessarily be comfortable. But now they can sort of take their time in doing that. And, you know, Brian gets to go back to the old Apple state, you know, first game, second game of the year. That's right. Playing Washington that was probably a selling point. Yeah. So, uh, very exciting, huge position of need and, uh, happy to have Mr. Green. Great name, by the way, uh, on board. Yeah. He, he will truly think that people are speaking to him when the go green chance, uh, it, the first time he hears it, he'll be like, that's me. That's no, 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 me. without the extra E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, let's let's head off Grand River. And I think the place to start here, there's a couple other notable uh, coaching news points, but we'll we'll savor those for the end. Uh, let's start with our feelings. Well, for, let's let's just not give them the satisfaction of of driving straight to where oh, we're going to spend the most of this time. Let's talk about how Oklahoma was left out. They're like Hempom 30 and they've been winning some games recently. That that's actually a pretty high profile like for a Power 5 team that's there in Kenpom to not make it into the tournament. Uh uncommon. Uh same with Texas A&M. You know, people People keep saying that the conference tournaments don't seem to matter to the committee. Well, they and did for Indiana, but go it on. did work for Indiana. And I think you could say it worked for us a little bit, sure. having those two wins lifting us off the eight nine. But uh, I mean, to have Texas A and M go as far as they did in the SEC tournament, and then to not get into the tournament at all yep. Yep. Uh, was. I mean, they're very like Rutgers in that way, like coming on really strong at the end, but still overall having a pretty good resume. Uh, those were two pretty notable power five exceptions. But the the real thing I think that the fan base are talking about, Plum, is where Michigan got seated, right? It's, it's interesting. A lot of anger about this. You know, this is just the seating pieces, right? So because we had a better season, we did better. We're a seven seed. Now there, that makes them, I guess, an 11 seed. And because of where they are on the bracket, they're going to play Colorado state first, which is Looney tunes, but Colorado state somehow has a six seed. So, you know, well, Colorado state is pretty solid and they, this is like the best Colorado state team in a long time. Um, I think they're Ken Palm 31 right now. Uh, Jeez, really good worse, on offense. Worse Ken Palm than Oklahoma is what you're telling me. Uh, yes, worse Ken Palm than Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, and a six seed. Um, what conference are they in? I mean, no, uh, no one cares. They're the Mountain West. Mountain, Mountain West Conference. Right. Um, but as a six seed, they have to go to Indianapolis to play an 11 seed in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't really, but nothing, nothing makes sense. I mean, the, the where these locations are, I mean, we're going to be in South Carolina, like nothing, and we're in the West, like nothing yeah. makes sense. We have to go play Davidson in, in another South one of the Carolinas. Yeah, it we're does where, that in a where Davidson's like two hours away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, it truly defies logic. So, but that's fine. Apparently we're giving um, preference to the lower seeded teams in no, without any regional consideration whatsoever. Cool, cool, cool. But the bigger thing is, yeah, they're going to play, Colorado State, assuming they get through that, I don't think they're going to. They play. Uh, they play Tennessee, and uh, and Tennessee and Tennessee, and you know, uh, as you guys pointed out in the outline here, uh, our buddy uh, from Texas, Rick Barnes, has the history of collapsing in the round of thirty-two. Um, like uh, he got COVID and died. I guess uh, there's nothing that Rick Barnes hates more. Than winning a tournament game. <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, I, folks are in their feelings. I couldn't care less. I, and I'm going to just tell you, well, we're, we're not there yet, but I think what we have the opportunity to do on our side of the bracket is truly a gift of God. Oh, I am excited for it in every way that one can be. You are my foil in 
I will just be a stick in the mud on this and you will just. I am going to send you more minion memes until you feel better about our lot. We, we should have a Lincoln Douglas debate on this subject of whether we should be grumpy about. Yeah. And I'll be happily. I'll, I'll happily be Douglas. Stephen A. Douglas in this video. But we saw this. We, we, for us, we saw this bullshit last year. Well, we see it every year. We, right. But like, it's a, it's, it's TV stuff. Yeah. It's 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 all TV stuff. Yeah. Uh I forget who, but like someone pointed out the 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 seeding on Duke versus Tennessee. So Duke's a two seed, Tennessee's a three seed. Tennessee has ten quad one wins, Duke has six. In the net, the supposed most important metric, Tennessee's an eight, Duke is a thirteen. Ken Palm. Tennessee is seven. Duke is 12. Like it, it's just about the TV. And so, you know, I I just, this is about, oh, we can, we can have the matchup with Foster and then we can have coach K and Izzo that like, that's what this is. So let's give that, let's let that breathe for just a second. We'll do those previews. Uh, in the meantime, news. Hold on a second. All right, we'll we'll table the conversation about Davidson and Foster yeah, Lawyer for later. We're about to do that. News around the league: Tom Green is out in Georgia. I think oh. the bigger thing, though, is Will Wade and Will Wade finally out down at the LSU. Now, is there new information there? the The most no! recent thing I've seen is I wasn't aware that he was explicitly talking to a a player's ex girlfriend about paying her hush money for shit. Oh, that's wild. That's crazy. Is that surprising? No, it's not. It's not surprising at all. And here's, here's the thing. Like there are, I think there are two things to be pissed about, right? One is, and the easy path here is the NCAA. Dudes, you had the information from the FBI years for ago. how long? Years ago. It's like five years at this point. Robert, do you- But wait, hold, hold on. The other thing I think is actually the better thing to be pissed about is LSU. Oh, they're still you, in the tournament? No, no, not even that. You kept Will Wade despite the fact that there was FBI evidence that your dude broke the rules. Are you surprised it's LSU? It's it, it, they hired awesome. a murderer. You're right. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, just to put things in, in context, uh, dear listenership, if you're not keeping track of everything going on with LSU and Will Wade, this is related to the same tranches of information from the FBI as what Miles Bridges had to sit out games for and pay $50 out of his pocket yes. uh, to, to make up for with the NCAA. This is the same general story that's going on. Miles Bridges has forgotten that moment. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Jesus. I mean, this is just embarrassing. It it is embarrassing all around. And, and I really am more, you're right. It's LSU. Like, but I feel like they shouldn't be a joke of an institution. You know, it's one thing, but like the FBI was involved. Like you should have cut ties a while ago. You should have hired a new coach. Now you fired your coach right before the tournament. 
Yeah, for I mean, but he got him there, and that's what counts. Uh, yeah, do you remember that video of the press corps coming up to Will Wade when all of this information dropped years ago, and they were like, "Any comment?" And he's like, "Comment about what?" And they're like, "All of the stuff that just dropped." And he's like, "Oh no, is it bad?" And they're like, "It's bad." And he's like, "Uh, it's it at this point, it's probably shot in like." three by four aspect ratio 480i like with the lines across the screen has been so long but uh, this is crazy that it's taken this long nuts all right uh i made us talk about this i apologize an adp would have been a good tv a great tv yes when that happened is what yes. you're trying to get that's what it you're getting been. at so we've kind of teased this multiple times but Let's get into MSU's tournament seating. So MSU is playing Davidson Friday in South Carolina. Again, almost a short jaunt down the road from yep, their campus. Almost everyone be like Davidson. I know that. Uh, and it's because that's where Foster Lawyer went, of course. Uh, and he's their best player. So MS, like, MSU's... They're fun f- to watch. Yeah, I, I watched some Davidson this week and Foster's... Doing foster things, that's for sure. We need to over his own feet. Possible. Love that. Yeah, that also happens. Or missing wide open threes to win conference tournaments. That somehow both didn't kick Michigan out of the tournament and also made it so we have to play them. Fossey giveth, Fossey taketh away. Uh, they're currently number 41 in Kempom. MSU is 40, just to uh, kind of keep track of things. Uh, they're 11 in adjusted, adjusted offense, 152 in adjusted defense. So get ready. Well, Foster Lawyer's on the court a lot. Some sprinting in this game. They are a pretty good defensive rebounding team, but they give up a lot of threes. Um, Foster is, uh, I think he's shooting like 45% from three right now. Um, But as we're going to see over the course of this game, hopefully if we get him back, I think Tyson Walker is, I don't know why we haven't talked about this before, but Tyson Walker is just kind of like, better foster a lawyer in a bunch of ways in all the ways in all the ways kevin he's got a lot of the same game and he's got the same physical stature basically i think but he's just better and like but he doesn't get toasted in defensively in the way that foster lawyer did right that's what i'm saying he's better in every way so i would like to see that matchup i i Personally, we'll talk about a couple other guys that are on uh, Davidson's roster here in a second. But personally, people are talking about like they can't wait to say the see the matchup between AJ Hogard and and Foster Lawyer. I think you put Max Christie on him and it's just over. I mean, bear in mind, I think Foster is generously listed at six foot. Right. He's like five ten, probably. Yeah, so AJ's six, a, a real six three. So maybe, you know, maybe AJ can just handle it. But wh- what's Max? Is he 6'5", 6'6"? 6'6", yeah. 6'6". I think. It, I'm now, it, worth pointing out, they've got some other dudes on that team. You know, they have they have a Michael Jones, just like we have a Michael Jones. Uh, amongst among us. Amongst us. us. Whom, whomst amongst us. Amongst us, us. It does not have a Michael Jones. It's... Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and he, th- this Michael Jones is shooting 45% from three. So he can, he can dish it as well. So maybe That's, you put Max Christie on maybe him. Maybe you put Max Christie on him and then you let AJ Hogard or Tyson Walker deal with 
with Foster Lawyer. Who wrote Steels on the outline? Just curious. That was either you or your Grucci Grucci friend. Or Steels. Steels. <laughs> I was in a mood when I wrote Pennsylvania mining towns. Uh who else do they got on the team that we have to worry about? Uh, they got some dude named Luca with a last name that I don't care to uh, right. to pronounce. Uh, it starts with the Okay, He's uh, he's he's pretty efficient around the hoop, right? Yeah, dude. He likes to he likes to dunk. He likes, he to, likes dunk. to dunk. Okay. Uh, just so just throw Julius Marble on him. It'll be fine. It'll be interesting. I I, I know that it's in a very efficient offense this team, but it seems like. And I think the line opened up MSU like plus one and a half or plus two. Plus or minus? MSU plus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Nope. Nope. That's not how it is. Is Davison's favored? I don't think so. But now I'm specifically remembering the plus. Hold on. Not important, I guess, for the moment. But hold on. I'm bringing it up. No, MSU's favored by 1.5 right now. Okay. Uh I mean, you're you're giving me the physicals here on these guys, and I know the A10's not they're in the A10, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh not a bad league, but I would expect MSU to take this game. Except for it's a like we discussed, pretty convenient jaunt down the road for we tra- we travel Davidson students. I would be interested to know, you know, because MSU churns out 50,000, well, it has 50,000 people on campus at any given time, churns out 15,000 alums a year. I'd be interested to know what the alumni breakdown is in the Carolinas between MSU and Davidson. The problem is... I bet you were winning. But the problem is, this isn't a very enthusiastic MSU fan base right now, whereas Davidson fans are probably thrilled to be there. But we, who I think probably are a bit bit more plugged in than the average person, um, and we're also down on this team, uh, are even feeling some resurgent hope. Sure. Uh, Maybe... Maybe other people make the trek, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, if I'm a Spartan fan and I've been locked up for two years and I haven't seen my team over that period of time and I live in the Carolinas and I'm feeling a little, a little you know, a little COVID frisky. Maybe miss maybe miss some foster in your life. Yeah, I'm probably going to this game and yeah. our listenership. What Jonesy, you know this off the top of your head. Where are the Carolinas in our listenership hierarchy? Oh, you gotta give me two seconds on that. No, okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're somewhere in the middle, but um, now I'm very deeply curious. <laughs> what do you guys think though from a because this is a story. This is entirely because of a story. What do you guys think about this? Like I think it was uh who was it from Twitter? World World of Isaac or someone that was like before this was even announced, because the entire fan base knew. Oh, in fact, we talked about it last week. Oh, we're probably going to play Davidson. And then, of course, we're going to play Duke. Um, do you think it's a, a a jerk move by the committee to put Foster Lawyer in this situation where he's got to play his own team and he's got to deal with the press of this? And Not at all. No, this is exactly what it is. This is what... The- I'll take that edge. You know what? They did that for us. They knew how he was totally in his head when he played here. They knew he was going to have a meltdown, and this was just to facilitate 
us beating Duke. Yeah. Which, so can we talk about Duke? I mean, like, you want to break down Duke and then we can talk about... All right. So all due respect to Cal State Fullerton, I I think it's likely that in the round of 32, MSU would take on Duke. Though, if this... The only thing sweeter than Coach K losing to MSU is truly actually him losing to Cal State Fullerton. That would be, I, I would, if more we joy. had the honor of playing a Cal State Fullerton team that ended Coach K's career, I would, I, I might, I might voluntarily have us just lay down. On the yeah, court I would be happy to lose. To Gentlemen, Cal State move along to the Sweet 16. Team. We're done here. <laughs> done here. <laughs> I would be okay. I would be like, you've earned this. Go on your ride, sweet Cinderella. Uh, so th- this is a, f- as far as two-seeded Duke teams go, this is a flawed team. I mean, they are 12 in Ken Palm. And again, MSU's 40. Uh, but they're number seven on, on offense. They like to push the ball. They like to score. Number 44 on defense. They did get knocked out of the ACC tournament by the VATEC. Um, But what really matters is that Coach K is just a loathsome rat-faced piece of... No. You know what? We have to have a different podcast that we don't tell certain people about so that you can read things that exist. It's true. Uh, and then, you know, like Wendell Moore, you know, is good. He likes to dish the ball. He likes to score points. But, like, who cares? I, let's just talk about how much we hate Duke as a program. And also, why do we have to play Duke every year? Every I'm year. so tired of of seeing this duke team i understand we've got a two-game winning streak against them beat them at at cameron indoor and and beat them in the tournament when they had the rocket watts game but i'm just so tired of seeing duke every single year yeah do you i mean do you think are you tired of it or do you know that historically it's a boogeyman Historically, and, it's a boogeyman. And this year in particular. Like, wouldn't it be nice to, to meet them in the final four a little more often? We ha- I think we have like. No, but more times. like, I mean, more often. Like, I it mean, feels like we get in their bracket more than. Sure. Is normal. I, I guess the things that I hate the most about this and Plum refute me after I'm done with this. One, we are going to be full bore subjected to the coach k media machine mm-hmm. of the tournament of just c- coach k coach k coach k blue duke filter blue right now what's that is plum wearing duke blue right now or did you turn did you did i don't you know turn what you're talking about he moved his He's, he moved his camera up and he turned off all the lights i don't know what you're talking about but i know you're not talking about the Mich- green michigan state sweater i'm wearing right now so I hate the I resent the fact that we are going to have to sit there and listen to all the Coach K media garbage, and yeah, I can only imagine. And Plum, this is perfect for you to come in and refute, and cops can can protect cops on this. The calls that this Duke team is going to get throughout the tournament in the Carolinas with a what we know is going to be a big Duke crowd at this game it's going to be awful now i love the opportunity of ending coach k's career but everything else that goes into this is going to be awful 
I think that the things that you have just said, the referees calls notwithstanding, which I agree, we are going to be on the short end of that stick. Um, I think the rest of the media machine, the coach K hype, I think that it has infected his players. And I think that they resent him. There is no mm-hmm. reason for them to have played as poorly as they did against Virginia Tech. It was almost because they wanted to lose because they hate the man because he, because of his <laughs> loathsome rat faced nature. So I believe after Cal State puts them into two or three overtimes and they somehow win, they will be so exhausted and angry uh, with their sewer festering friend that they will be unable to perform and it will be one of the biggest collapses of his career and it will happen in a way that brings joy to the universe. So um, I'm just saying, I think it is... Maybe it is exhausting, but we have won the last two encounters we have had with Coach K. Third time is still the charm. Still the charm. charm. (laughs) That's what people say. They have always said, always. (laughs) This is going to be a great opportunity for us. And I listen. This gets us into the Sweet 16. And you know, you look at where they're going to have to play. The best we do is Elite Eight. We're not beating Gonzaga. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Does Gonzaga make it to the, to sure. the Elite Eight? I mean, who knows? Nothing means anything. This is March. But my point is, this is not a team. Uh, you know, I, it was Dan Hellpepper said this best on there. This team is not a team that we're expecting to go very far. The fact that success in this tournament could just be beating Duke and ending that vile, vile man's career. That is perfect. We did it to Brad Davison. Why can't we do it now? We, it is an amazing opportunity to have the entire rest of college basketball fandom. Rarely does that up. happen for us. Rarely does that happen. Yes. That we're at a tournament game and, you know, there's fans from other schools there because they've got tickets. Sure. Rarely do we get to be the, the team hero. Yeah. Yeah, that people are rooting for. The problem is this is going to happen in the Carolinas and those fans are going to be wearing the same color that Plum's wearing right now. <laughs> Green and white, baby. I, Green and white. <laughs> I, you know, this whole conversation reminded me of something that that Izzo said uh, post-game after Purdue. And it was that he, you know, he thought we were getting better. And that he was looking, the quote was, looking forward to doing some damage in the tournament. Mm. Which, that quote is interesting to me because it is not a quote that suggests that he's anticipating winning the tournament. <laughs> he just wants to cause mayhem. Yes. And you know what? I kind of wonder if this team takes on that might that be a little chaos oriented and say, you know, like let's just let's just screw up other people's dreams. Put on your dungeon master hat uh and pull out your your rules book, Jonesy. Uh what is the alignment of this team from Chaotic to lawful to to oh this this team is definitely chaotic. Uh, the lack of leadership makes me say chaotic good. Chaotic good. <laughs> okay, all right. But like, they're certainly not chaotic evil. They're maybe maybe there's enough smack talking that's happened that you'd say they're chaotic neutral. But um, I I uh, I don't know, like. This this team also seems to be at its best 
when it has to do something. Like, you know, that win against Maryland to end the regular season was kind of like a, we have to win this game. Sure. The win against Purdue in some ways was, we have to win this game. And, and then you saw a really strong tournament run where they did the things that they're supposed to do, even in a loss to Purdue, you know, notwithstanding the like meltdown against Maryland, but like all the things we've been begging for defend rebound and run. Like they did those things through that Mm -hmm. tournament. So, you know, and I'm also reminded in AJ Hogard's discussion after I think multiple games that he kept talking about doing things for the seniors. Mm. I, I think there's a lot of this team that's showing up because like it's, it's now or never. And without that deadline, I don't know. I, I, if this team beats Duke, I will, I will be surprised. Like, because we're, we're not that good. Right. But, but we're dangerous. It's a dangerous team. We beat Purdue once. And got close to beating him a second time. Got close to beating him a second time. (laughs) Lost to Illinois twice. Close. Yeah. Um, You know, beat Wisconsin twice. Uh -uh. I mean. Oh, yeah, twice. Beat Maryland three times. Doesn't matter who the team is. Any team that you beat three times. I'm just saying that this team... I don't think you ever want to face it. And, and it's, it is true. Who do you scout on this team? Because there are actually more than three dudes who can light you up on this team. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're going to see. it's going to be an interesting week. Um, you guys want to go on to Twitter questions? I think we're going to talk about this a little bit throughout yeah. the Twitter questions. Plum, what's that new beer? So we are on video these days. You guys don't get to see it, but I do. But what what is that? This is a short brew. This is their double India style pale lager. Um, Interesting. I just beer. hadn't seen. I knew that it was a shorts, but I didn't recognize that can. It's called MK. MK. There's is there an does there a Michigan brewery that makes a beer called? Oh, there should be. There should be. <laughs> There should be, I, you know, shorts. Is, and you know, it's, this should be a Twitter question. If it's not, shame on all of you. Maybe this will be my at Plum Alex Twitter question. Mm-hmm. Why is Shorts Brewery the best Michigan brewery? And why can anyone that doesn't agree with that go fuck all the way off? Oh, that's a great question, I had, Alex. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, this pot agrees with you. I guess you're right. Cool. I feel like the Ope should be like a triple IPA. Like you have one in Ope. Ope. <laughs> Or like a beer that has Fireball in it, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I do you crack it open and you can hear the Fireball drop inside. Just love it. Yes. Yes. All right, Twitter Shorts questions. Salad. Hey, one more thing before we move on, and I know this is going to put us way over. Plum, have you been to, to Shorts, the like the brewery? Yes. I up have in Bel Air? Many, many times. I have a buddy who's got a place up on Torch Lake. We go through Bel Air. Oh, it's very cool. nice. Get the pizza. Fill up the growlers. They've got crowlers. Great yeah. patio space now too out front. Highly, highly, highly recommend. It's like the one big one that I haven't been to yet. Ah, I, you are a gotta make a bland Blanderson. No. Okay. All right. First up, Thomas Zambiazzi, uh, who I think is a first-time Twitter question. Welcome. 
Hey, get some clotted coffee. Tom, hey. It, it's specifically Thomas. Let's uh, not shorten it. Listen, we haven't. Uh, don't be too familiar there, Plum. Name, but we're going to give Thomas the benefit of the doubt here. No. Uh, asks first if MSU can keep playing. All three questions by Thomas, by the way, I thought were A plus. Uh, if MSU can keep playing with the fight they had for the Big Ten tourney, how far will they make it in the NCAA tourney? Elite eight, probably the elite eight. Probably losing Gonzaga in the elite eight. No, I'm with I'm with Greg on this one thousand percent. Absolutely correct. All right, uh, who's got the bracket pulled up right now? I do. Oh, uh, I do. Yeah, we would. Uh, we would. What we, higher seeds in the tourney are overrated? Higher than uh, seven. No, no. Like, uh, what? Like, I think the question is. Like who's overrated? You, uh, Michigan. You see Auburn get mentioned. Um, I mean Duke. Texas Tech really like, a sincerely, three sincerely Duke is overrated as Alabama well. should not have a six. LSU doesn't have a coach or one of its assistant coaches right now. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can I draw your attention to the first four in? And one of them is. Or the play-in game. I don't know what the hell you call this. We're calling it first four. First four. Because Michigan's not in it. Northern Michigan's not in it. Texas play-in game if Michigan's in it. Texas A&M Community College? I'm, but not Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. What does the CC stand for? I'm so... Corpus Christi. Corpus, Corpus Christi. Christi. Thank yeah. you. Very good. Very good. Really was hoping it was a community college that made it. Really was hoping uh next up from thomas here what would your msu building tier list look like like what uh, building comes first all right what's your what, well, let's ask let's this. Get top three what are your s tier buildings on campus what is s s is superior i think is what it s is well so super oh, what's I mean, all has got to be number one what's that it's a joke that was a joke I mean, well, uh, how many of them have a Panda Express in them? As wow, well? the ick! It's the ick! It's the International Center, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Not very many. You know, I always like Eustace Cole Hall, where the Honors College was located. Great doors, oh, beautiful design. Just lovely. Right, can we talk building. about cutting him from the pod completely? Yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> uh, West Circle... Is very old academic, and I kind of like that feel. Beaumont Tower, obviously. I know every campus has a clock tower, and the but not every clock tower is a Carillon with our very own Carillonure. That was the thing that I was trying to avoid saying because I can never pronounce that word. Carillonure. And personally, I like the Broad Art Museum. Wow, I like like Moral. Wow, Moral's gone. Unpopular opinion. But bland still. Morals gone? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. They, that came down now. very shortly after we graduated. That's no, what we Of its own volition. It kind of was like, and then it just yes. kind of tipped right on over. That's partially true. Wait, it's we now didn't think of moral then. Technically part of Wells Hall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did. They took some of that, didn't they? It's now a parking garage. Moral Hall is now a parking garage. And it's like a plaza where I tailgate and drink beers uh, during football season. Huh. Well, all right. Well done, yeah. you. Well mm-hmm. done, Praise be. you. Uh, but I, questions, I, Tom. I mean, Spartan Stadium and, and Breslin have to be. Oh, very high up there. And But not the new and improved Mun, because no one likes that. But we need to have JD on to tell us more about that. Yeah. Oh, Dem Hall. I love Dem Hall. A lot of great memories in Dem Hall. It's a spooky place. Yes, actually, you are absolutely correct. Dem Hall might be 
my singular S tier yep. building. And I know it's not the same inside as it is outside, but it is it's a, that whole yes. promenade yes. is what I like to call it yeah. with the Spartan statue. Yes. I also enjoy just that that was a regular walk I took. Yeah. And the drum line was always practicing it's, right outside of Dem. And there's, and there's the tall pine trees on the other side of it between that mm. one. There's a lot to like about the Dem. Region. If I were a rich man, I might cut the university just a blank check to make Dem Hall yep. part of something. Like, just totally rehab it, do the whole Dem Hall thing. Yep. Uh, next up from... Emma Kunge. Who asks, can I ask a question via DM? You can. We you don't can have also it. email your questions <laughs> to can'tread.can'twrite1855 at gmail.com. The dot is not necessary, but you can throw it in wherever you want in a Gmail email address, and we will be happy, Grandma Kunj, to take your questions. But next, I assumed this meant there was a DM'd question. If, but there, was, there, was if there was, I blame Michael Jones entirely, and I refuse to let him answer for himself. Next if up, indeed this was just a request for permission, you have it. You have it, and you have it, and you will do it. Elon Bloom asks Grooch, will at JD underscore Jerbear be on the cast anytime soon? I think would like to hear him talk about the future of the hockey program. Whether it's you that would like to hear him talk, whether you think we would like to hear him talk, Elon Bloom, I can tell you, you are correct. We would all yes. love to have him on. Bear, maybe you and I broadcast live from uh, Ellison or Ozone Brewing or something like break, that. Or and, break uh, into Dem Hall. Record live there. True facts. Uh, I tried to have my wedding reception at Dem Hall. And there just was not a process by which it could happen. Like we emailed people, we talked to people in charge of Dem Hall, and they were just like, I don't know how we would even do this. That is <laughs> so we did. That is we didn't, we didn't and that's that's great. But no, seriously, JD underscore Jerbear, please you'll be hearing from our lawyers soon. Um Yeah, our people re will reach out to your people and our our people are be, expect to be extraordinarily renditioned to the podcast very, very soon. Next up from the Elon Bloom, uh, who stays next year and how many players will be brought in through the portal? That's okay. a huge, that's the whole question, isn't I think, it? I think one will stay of the three that are graduating. Do you have a guess on who? It, it changes week to week. It does day to day. Week. So who am I, who's, we're losing uh, Bingham. We're losing Gabe. We're losing... Hauser. 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 Oh, no. None of them will stay. No, I lied. Uh, none of them will stay. <laughs> I, I don't know who I thought was the. Third. If you told me one of them had to stay, it would be Joey. And if Joey does stay, that's just sad for him. That's I that would be very sad for him as a person, as a human. It. it I look at all of them, and it just no, it doesn't it make sense. Needs to move on. Yeah, yeah it, it feels not, like it's over. They're they're not. I mean, Marcus is the most value add, and I don't think his body, like I say, stilts clown on stilts. I don't think it's good. I think his body is not. Good. Yeah. So if he's going to graduate, that's huge. That's a great excitement. That's so the the real question in all of this is how many players will be brought in through the portal? Zero. Will how be many through the portal? Not one. Is those just going to burn those burn those Doesn't resources again? He says, "What are scholarships? Oh, and that's just money. What is money? It it, it create the economy needs it. I don't need it on Tom Izzo. So yeah, he'll he'll burn them. Except for Stevie's going to end up on scholarship if he <laughs> if he keeps them. And I swear to God, if Stevie ends up on a scholarship, that is a fireable offense. <laughs> he doesn't need a scholarship. He's already probably coming for free. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? 
Like, the bad as Tom Izzo? You're not paying. I think he's going to bring two dudes in on the portal. I I, I was going to set the over-under at one and a half. I'm I'm trying to manifest this into existence. You say a half of a person. Do you think that the per- we're going to just get the leg, like the waist down? or do you No, the over-under is at one and a half. So you win the bet if you pick one. You win the wet bet if you – there's no push then. Yeah, I or hope the half, half of the person. Of per- I hope we get half a person. Like only half of his body makes it through the portal and the other half is like ooh, static energy or something. You know what I mean? Or the, the half of the person yeah. is Foster Lawyer coming back. <laughs> Could it happen? Come on. Could it happen? It could happen. So mean. Do you think? Do you think, think if Foster Lawyer came back, that he would he would be able to shoot here? No. Do you think? That, <laughs> okay. I think we're going to see in this game against Davidson how it is. No. Do you think if he There's comes back, a reason that, that Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard and then Foster Lawyer all compete equally and share the responsibilities? A tripartite point guard. Tripartite. That make the most sense. A sort of triumvirate. Next up from Elon Bloom. How many wins in the tournament make this season a success? Two. Two. I, I'm with you with two. But I think it's possible they get one more. I want three, but I will take two. I will say, if we make two, I see four. Okay. Whoa! Who even knows what it is? I, I'm saying if we hit two... I see four. All right. All right. Here's the question. Likelihood. Zero, one, two, three, four. Likelihood of zero is low. Is low. At this point. Yeah. Likelihood, one. likelihood of one and is the highest. One is the highest likelihood. The highest likelihood yep. is a one. And then a two. I. And then? A, I'm, I'm just saying. Know? I'm just saying. I think it's one is the most likely. Two is the second most likely. Zero is the third yeah, most likely, right. and then three. and then cascade yeah. down from there. I disagree. All right, all right. Uh, next up, uh, Adam Delay asks: Is Adam a first time? He might no, be. no. We've heard from Adam before. All right, right Delay. This uh, this listeners is a former uh, East Lansing City Council uh, run, uh, a candidate. Adam. Oh, Delay. Adam. There were signs around uh, around town for Adam Delay. Adam, thank you for your uh Adam, for, I'm sorry for that your, for your electoral ambitions had to be delayed. <sighs> Boo. Boo. So brutal. So brutal and also absolutely if it's not something he's heard before. He's yeah, just like, I can't I believe people left shit. that out there. I'm- <laughs> I chose to wear Duke colors when I recorded this podcast, Adam, so that's all you need to know about me. <laughs> all right, Adam asks. Why did we get such a crappy tourney draw? He notably asked this before the tourney draw was given. <laughs> oh. That this is the way, and he this I'm is the way. I this think is this is, is a way. great draw for us because you know that we play to our competition, we play to the expectation, we we regress to the mean, we play to what is supposed to happen. So if we had gotten Cal State Fullerton, we would have lost to them. If we had question the University of Southern North Dakota at Hoople, we would have lost to them. That's just this is the team. So I'm excited for this. Do we think Foster Lawyer plays? What's more likely, Foster Lawyer plays out of his gourd or Foster Lawyer gets surfboarded? The latter. The latter. The latter. All right. Foster Lawyer will trip over his feet, win the ball in his hands, and fall into Tom Izzo, and Tom will just pick him up and like pat his head, and then he'll be like, (laughs) and that'll that'll happen once. 
just a couple bad things have to happen to him and things are just going to spiral. Oh, it's going to get right in his head. Yeah. 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 If his first three goes not in the hoop. Well, his first three is going to get blocked and then that it's going to spiral from there. (laughs) I really hope this is true and not foster lighting us up because if that happens, I, I'd be happy for him though. No, you wouldn't. Come on. Mm, All right. Next up. Listener Mike Jones and this which hold I sorry to interrupt you, Alex, but sincerely, uh Mike, we saw that your dog passed away on Instagram. I was going to just, say that. I wanted oh, to move on. Okay. You know, go ahead. You you, you, you are gonna be way better you at this. Go than on me. one basketball game with the guy. One basketball and all of a sudden you guys are fucking tighter That's than I, I thought you both were just going to pause to plug his bracket challenge yes. because yeah. Yeah. Damn that. we got to do that too but plug no, do ahead. your thing no, no, do, no, 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 do no, no, your please. just blandly give some give some you know what people don't know is too that that greg's empathy score is quite low so this is just what he's been taught he needs to do in this yes. scenario so so greg uh, i was going into robot mode uh dog passed away sad ginger it was ginger and he's had ginger for 40 years basically and uh she's a great dog second of a pair and so yeah we're mourning with you buddy love you and um she was great in her prime so (laughs) he was great in her prime this is what i wish i had said at my grandmother's (laughs) yeah he was great in her prime loretta you know yeah. Got a little rough there at the end. Okay, well, we should plug this too. Listeners, if you don't, and if whether or not you do or you don't have a group of friends with whom you like to do bracket uh, prognosticating, please consider joining us. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Is it Yahoo? Is it CBS? No, no, no. I've, I've tweeted it once. I'll retweet it again. Um, I will just say this. I want to be very clear because we're we're approaching Twitter question power ranking season. Oh, boy. We, uh, we are. It's 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 a tradition like any uh, unlike any other. Uh, and here's the thing. If people beat us in said bracket challenge, the place if you would like to succeed in the Twitter question power rankings is not to remind us there. That's all I wanted to say. So Come on. Just do not do that. All right. So follow us on Twitter. We're going to hit everyone up with that a bunch. Um, yeah. At Spartan underscore pod. Listen so to Mike do, Jones. Yeah, let's do these questions. All right. See How poetic happened. was it watching Brad Davison whine like a little bitch at the end of that game, trying to flop and sell a below the belt hit that wasn't even close, tried to pull out all the tricks and still took the L. Really wish someone from Michigan would have punched him. <laughs> uh, what about the uh, the call there on that when he was clearly grabbing AJ Hogard's arm and pulling yeah. it towards himself? And people just decided to ignore that that fact as that yeah. was happening. I thought that they reviewed it too, and then nothing came out of that. So weak, such weak garbage. But I mean, I, I will take the no call. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought he should have been like, assessed a T because the team had already been warned about flopping. There was already one mm-hmm. flop warning assessed to mm-hmm. the team, and then he yeah. went down. And you could tell there were a was- number of times that I thought they should have gotten that T for the flop warning. Yeah. yeah. Because they're Wisconsin, and they're weak as fuck. Next up. Oh, Uh, no. Listener Mike Jones, don't put this in the universe. But it's there, and if anyone hadn't thought it, it 
it's there. Well, he has Why does this Walker ahead. injury feel a bit like Kalen Lucas? Emerging guard, really starting to find his way. Team starting to click at the right time, and boom, the ankle. Well, first off, that team was way better than this team. <laughs> that's that's true. one big difference. Um, we don't know anything about Tyson Walker right now, right? No, only that he couldn't move laterally. As of as of Sunday night, we have no information on him, and I'm guessing we won't get any before the game. So. Do you think Tom engages in that kind of gamesmanship? Uh, I think he's just going to be cow. He's just going to be like, we game time is something yeah. that he's going to do. And I think it could be totally true. I mean, yeah. the thing with, with ankles is that those are gnarly injuries and you never know what's going to happen with them. You never know how long they're going to stick. You never know how bad they're going to be. Ankles are, it's rough, man. Can we talk about the CBS crew? Like, they kept replaying the injury over and over in a way that I don't remember anybody doing for the entirety of the season. After I went, lived through Edong Ebox dislocated oh, yeah. arm. I, I cannot re- forget that. That is the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. Or who was it? Who was the Louisville player in the final four, the Elite Eight, who just had his legs shatter as he came down from the, oh. the bench? The after I've seen those types of injuries over the years, nothing really phases me anymore. I mean, I remember when Edong Ebox like forearm was hanging. I just remember him and apart. screaming yeah. on the court, and the and the the crew was like, "Well, let's hang out on this." Yeah. What? 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 You guys want to show commercials with this time? Come on, this is entertainment. Oh boy. Uh, next up from listener Mike Jones, what's your Thursday and Friday look like this week? Will you be working or will you be quote unquote working? Or are you just drinking green beer and shouting obscenities at TV all day Thursday and Friday? Probably my two favorite days of the year when it comes to sports. It's the day I wish I had uh, more TVs in my house, let me tell you that. Complete cosign on two best days in sports and complete cosign on working in quotation marks. <laughs> it will bill for those hours. <laughs> Uh, last up, uh, from listener Mike Jones, who got an extra one because I messed up. If it isn't too late, f this committee, but sign me the f up for the chance to end Coach K's career. Hot damn, that would be effing sweet. There were too many f's there for me to not. Yeah, we got we we've got sponsorships now, listener Mike Jones. We can't just be throwing the f's around. Oh, yeah, this is a Irish, because the Irish are known for their temperance. Oh, as well, I don't know that you want to go full blown racist on your first time with they're my people mike jones they're my people <laughs> plum I, the people you conquered all the plums you know the great plums of ireland <laughs> uh that is one problem that i'm having with this committee right now in our placement is that it's ruining my enjoyment of this time Oh, I get so mad. Oh, I get so mad with the NCAA tournament. Oh, I get so mad with the committee. I just oh, see him. Oh, I get so mad. What's the over-under on number of slaps that Juwan Howard has? And then the, the Mark Dungeon walks out. Oh, the Mark Dungeon. I hope that he gets angry. These are hard days for Mark Dungeon. He's got nothing to do. He, you know, he watches these games and just... Rubs his counts his money. Together. Just counts his money. Just counts that cash, man. He's All right, get another up. gig somewhere. It's gonna oh, happen. Yeah, and he'll be great. Uh, 
Kind of. That'd be great. <laughs> Always thinking 1835 asks Mike Jones because they nope, not for me. Really into this. Not really into not it. For Mike Jones, Mike Bland Jones. In the most exciting quote sports end quote brackets news recently ish. Recent ishly. This is the latest titles in the stolen <laughs> Pokemon franchise were announced. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. What are your hot takes? Which of the new starters would you pick? Which host will get overly frustrated with these questions first? Well, I think our Always hosts... thinking 1835, it is me who's overly frustrated with these questions. <laughs> They're off-brand, and that's hard to do for this podcast. They're children's games <laughs> and a children's bad games. version of them at that people too like pokemon and people pokemon go in the road at, at the, in the road in the i hope that they po- they pokemon go in the road and then <laughs> don't look at their surroundings they pokemon go to the morgue <laughs> thank you hillary <laughs> i'm with her on that joke i don't uh, know what he's asking but i'm gonna i'll just i'll say it. I, I don't know pokemon why scarlet I think it's Pokemon Scarlet Letter. It's Hester Prynne of the Pokemon. Hester okay. Poor. Next up, Mama Maple Leaf asks, <laughs> Izzo quotes, after the Purdue loss yesterday, we feel like we can play with anybody, but we have still, th- still have some things to correct, and this team's going to get better in a week, and we'll see if we can do some damage. And quote, does this mean Izzo has figured it out? I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't feel like I got enough credit for being able to come up with Hester Prynne off of Scarlet Letter. That We quickly. didn't get the reference. That's why you didn't get any credit. Plum, you Plum. overdid it. Plum, can you just go ahead and pull up Apple Podcasts and look up this podcast? And tell me what the name of the podcast is. I'm not is. following you. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Uh, I don't listen. listen. You know, when you say listener guest host, uh, you are wrong about part of that. What about all of those things, it turns out? Yeah, not really a guest either, if we're being honest. Not welcome, Uh, that's for sure. More like past host. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. How excited are you for MSU's latest commit, Brian Green, offensive line from Washington State? Or who do you want to personally welcome to East Lan- the East Lansing Gridiron? Wait, what? Uh, I mean, yes, we are excited for him. And we would also like to welcome... Ken Walker back Ken to Walker. the university. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk about... Did you see uh, he was at the Walter Camp... Uh, or, yeah, it was Walter Camp uh, award ceremony. I did not see this. So it's like, I don't know. 15 white dudes, and then there's uh, him right next to Desmond Howard. Oh. And my 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 fanfic on this was that he whispered to Desmond five times. Five, five times. times uh, and then finally, from the Mamapoli, uh, the inaugural NCAA basketball tournament in 1939 was an 18 single elimination play culminating with Oregon's win over Ohio State on Northwestern's campus. The tournament lasted 10 days. Could your nervous system handle all the ups and downs and stressors of that short of a time span? I mean, it's, that's yeah, not the that, Big Ten tournament. It, well, yeah. yeah and also, You've named the Big Ten tournament. Well, the, the Big Ten tournament isn't even over 10 days. And if it's a single elimination format that for only eight teams over 10 days, that seems like a very long time. Yeah, actually, I would say that down. we play... 
the Sweet 16 Elite Eight Final Four National Championship in less than eight days, or exactly eight days, yeah. right? Because the National Championship's always on a Monday. Sorry, Susan. So we do it every year, actually, as it turns out. Right. Except oh, for when there's COVID. Here. The difference yeah. was this was a they were in the middle of a world war that we had not yet entered. So one of these young men went off to fight a battle, and they wouldn't be. Seen All right. Next up, Mister Neurotic Pants, new segment podcaster review. Which <laughs> oh this is God. Great. Grooch promoted to CEO by a uh, CEO, Mr. Big Junk. No, oh, well, this is obviously not true. I want that for ability and pretending my bits are funny. Uh, <laughs> your bits may be indeed be funny. He's not an actually empathic person, so he may actually find them funny. Uh, next up is Plumba. Uh, for expelling more rage and traumatic detailing of the debasement of basketball, you, you are promoted. Are. To, you are promoted to director of creative shit. All right. And finally, me demoted for spell checking and criminal neuroticism. <laughs> Greg, Greg, is there anything you'd like to say? I would like to say, as CEO of Mr. No. Big Junk Enterprises, <laughs> I think that this segment is it's a keeper. Tops. Uh, next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, uh, can you list suitable activities for Danton Cole and Joey Hauser next year? I think this is also uh, based off of some Twitter exchanges that we had. Uh, unfortunately, I think Danton Cole is going to be coaching the MSU uh, hockey team next season. Maybe. I think conversation happening soon on that front. Okay. JD. I, I think, I, I think he has a sacrificial lamb. He needs to at least put up. Got to, got to make some changes on the staff over there. Joey Hauser will the be problem washing is- the cars of the East Lansing enterprise. Don't worry. We'll pick I, you up. If you told me Joey Hauser got picked up by Sundance, I would not be surprised. He's got to make those commercials. I got to sit on the, on the, on the horse. Could you, could you imagine Joey Hauser doing any we did uh, win uh, one of the all-time finest insults I think I've ever seen in my life was when Mr. Neurotic Pants told us that Joey was, quote, ready for other pursuits. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, uh, I heard that there's going to be an off-Broadway off, off production of Doug <laughs> that Joey Hauser is auditioning for actively. And in this uh, this version of Doug, he just looks vacantly out over the audience. The whole time. It's, as Patty Manny's is happily with her family and children. Like, <laughs> he's not talking to me, Doug. Like, don't call or text again, you sad asshole. And by the way, the Wharton Center will not be picking up this off-off-Broadway <laughs> special of Doug. Off-off-off-Broadway. <laughs> Joey, we... We really appreciate you, though. You should play well in the tournament. Uh, and <laughs> next up, uh, finally, from Mr. Rodic Pants, I still haven't forgiven this team. Am I alone? No, you're not alone. You're not alone. I it's in the back of all you. of our heads. Well, he's right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the back of all of our heads. It's and I think right. like they've got they're they're a child that you know an exam is coming up for that they have not prepared for. They not only they prepared, they haven't gone to school. <laughs> Can we just give a round of applause for analogies for Jonesy, who's so old, apparently he's even like aged his own son. Like, <laughs> you haven't experienced this. Blake's taken no exams. He doesn't study. You're just I'm like, washed. so I'm... old now. All Boo. right, next up, I'm jerk guy. Mike Jones. If you could pick your own nickname, what would it be? 
Uh, for me, well, Greg had one it, before we started recording. It would be CEO Mr. Big Junk. That was not <laughs> it before recording. Uh, Plum. I was just telling. Uh, this is a true story. I'm going to take a second to answer this one because it's real stupid. Uh, I had to, <laughs> I had to teach a uh, referee new referee class to a bunch of 14 and 15 year olds at the International Academy in Bloomfield last week and uh they were asking like what you know what email do we use to sign up for this and i was like well you should use your school email because it's probably semi-professional sounding and then they're like but what if we graduate and i'm like oh then me do you guys have gmail accounts and they're like yeah and like one kid's like i'm like sugar sister for or whatever their names were and i was like don't worry kid i used to be plumbinator at msn.com so you know it can always be worse and that was my nickname for a while on my soccer team all right, and uh, what's next from the episode trick guy? Uh, how's the carrot thing going? Good. Do you get? Do you guys get this reference? This is a Easter Bunny thing. Oh, yes. Easter Bunny. This was a vile tweet that came from Mr. Mike Jones that turned out to actually be the right tweet for the right moment and how we were all feeling at the time, and one that you encouraged me to send after saying it in the group <laughs> chat. So, my Maple Leaf, if you saw it. Just know. He's looking at you, kid. It, it, uh, it turned out to be the right energy. We didn't know that the team was going to have as amazing a collapse as it did. And it it went from something I that did. was just truly I did. startling and vile to something that had its finger on the pulse. Um, and then finally, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, if you could have Monolayer back as I a... Think it's, I think it's one player back as a super senior. If you could have one player back as a super senior, who would it be and why? I think if, as we discussed, zero. If Gabe but Brown you, could be good, oh yeah. I would love for him to come back as a good player. I I would pick Marcus Bingham if I if I could have one player back. I think it is Bingham. If I had to have one player back, it would be Marcus Bingham. There you go. The problem, as Jonesy has pointed out before, is if you bring Bingham back, it remains his team. And it's Bingham? You mean Brown? Brown. You mean yeah. Pardon me. Brown. Bring Brown back. It kind of remains his team in a certain way, and it's time to kind of. Well, if he hasn't relinquished that yet, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's time for this to be AJ's team. It could be. That's what yeah. it's kind of shaping up, trending in that direction. Let's have it. All right. Uh, this has been a a selection Sunday version of can't read, can't write. And honestly, it's been fun. It's been a good one. It's been a good one. And also reminder to everyone uh, to sign up for our bracket pool. This we, we know you're about to go back to your phone, go over to Twitter, click on the link to Why don't uh, you first subscribe to the show and rate it and review it and all that other stuff. And then go to the bracket challenge and but, join the bracket challenge. And then after that, treat yourself to some clotta, Fine coffee or cacao. Holy crap, this episode went long. All right, bye, everyone. Go green. It's not that long. Go white. Go white, everyone. Go go white all. Uh, say, say, it, say it one more time. Yeah, why not? Just keep doing it. I, why do I get put in this yeah, position why not? With, the, with the go white? Yeah. Uh, I'm the CEO. You said it again. I make I make the decisions here. And in the future, go green, I everyone. Saying go green. Drink, drink a lot of coffee.com. Go white.